Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. What Montana did to Weber State was an absolute hiding, as my brother-in-law would say. I mean, they absolutely came out and whooped. Weber State was 35-3 to at the end of the third quarter, okay? The game was O-V-E-R, over, okay? And for Montana State, they were down later in this game, but scored the last 14 points of this football game uh, and, and uh, shut out. UC Davis in the last 20 minutes. In fact, what did you say? They did not allow a first down? They did not allow a first down last 17 minutes and change. Unbelievable. Defensive. And to do it and put away a team at home on senior night, Jake Mayer, like the whole thing for, for Montana State, and uh, and get a very, very solid 27-17 win. Great, great win for Montana State uh, to, first of all, punch their ticket to the postseason, which I think that win does, and also to set up uh, an epic showdown for this weekend in Bozeman. So it's f- fantastic. So we're going to go through both those games and then yes we will take a look ahead uh, at what's uh, what's forthcoming in the uh, uh, in the brawl of the wild we also will have Craig Haley from the stats uh, stats you know the national uh, coverage of the FCS he's going to come on with us talk about these two teams and sort of the national uh, implications of this game and uh, and the Big Sky Conference as well so we will get through all that and in the next hour we got to go through some high school stuff all the state championship games are set the Double A State Championship in Butte on Friday. Butte hosting Bozeman. Huge, huge football game there as Bozeman got a seven-point win in Missoula against Sentinel last Friday, and Butte rolled up Billings West 35 to six at home. So Naranchi Stadium, the site of the 2019 Double A State Championship, and then all the others uh, as well. Then on the Saturday, so looking forward to that. Uh, we will also uh, talk a little bit about perhaps the loss of baseball in Missoula. Not in Missoula so uh, per se but uh the the an article coming out in the New York Times that says there are 42 different 
minor league baseball teams that may lose their MLB affiliation in the MILB. And this is a very, very big story. So we will uh, we will touch on that a little bit as well. So we got plenty to get to in Monday Night Football from Mexico City. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way. There you go. That is our show outlook. It is brought to us by Shine Auto Detailing. Online, MissoulaAutoDetailing.com. Just Google Shine Auto Detailing. Get your car cleaned and also uh, uh, uh taken care of. Make sure that it's going to be able to deal with all the weather and the salt and the things on the roads you run through. Coulter, start with the Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula and the Grizzlies. Walked up on the number three team in the nation 35-16 and the two touchdowns that Weber State scored were when this game was already done. It was a bunch of backups in the game. It was 35-3 to at the end of three quarters and Montana and Washington Grizzly Stadium were in uh, full effect on Saturday. Uh, we'll hear from Jay Hill. We'll hear from Bobby Houck. But uh, uh, you said in the pregame show you hadn't had a feeling about how a game was going to go like that in about seven years covering Montana. And you just sensed that that Weber State was in for it, good as they are, that they were going to come into an environment and against a team that they just were simply not prepared for. And... Uh, in Montana, they played as good a game as I've probably seen them play this season when you consider the opponent that they were going up against. And uh, I I always tell you I don't buy into momentum. I don't believe in momentum week to week within a game. Yes, not, not week to week. I do believe in some of it, though. And this is a team that is on a... You don't believe absolute, it, but now you do? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. When I say I don't believe it, I, I should say it like this. I think it's largely overblown. I think people make far too much of it than what is real, but that doesn't mean that none of it is real. And when it is, I think it is in the case, really for both these teams, but certainly for Montana right now. I think that's a, actually... I think that's a something you need to understand about the program that Bobby Houck runs. I think what you're saying is is true for a lot of different programs. But I think when you run a program that's predicated on consistent and constant improvement, overcoming the odds, which so many walk-on guys have done throughout Bobby Houck's time at Montana, and winning based on effort more than anything else, mm-hmm. momentum is 100% real. I, I would agree with what you're saying. Like Across the scope of college football, momentum's not having that big of an impact week to week on Alabama or Clemson or Florida State or LSU. I think it has more of an impact on... Not just the University of Montana, a University of Montana team that's coached by Bobby Houck. I, th- I think it's the most essential. F- it's the thing that the program is trying to capture more than anything else, both within the scope of the game and the scope of the season. It's their goal. Yeah, well, they are crescendoing at right. the right time. There's no doubt about that. Bobby Houck in the post game. Uh, this is a, this is now from Saturday now, and immediately after uh, what was a solid win that was then recast as a. Huge win. Here you go, Bobby Howe, his opening remarks. Yeah, it was a good it was a, a good win for our football team. We played uh, well in all three phases. I thought our preparation all week was outstanding. I thought that the uh, entire team took to heart that we had a big game this weekend, and uh, the preparation was such that it was we were going to be hard to beat, and then we came out and played well and uh, took care of business. In a, in a big, big way. So, Weaver's got a good football team. It was fun to it was fun to get after them like that and, and have a pretty comfortable win. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. 
And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Comfortable to say the least. I mean, it was it was a dominant performance, outstanding all the way around. And Samari Torre uh, having, well, the best day of his Montana career, scoring three touchdowns, going uh, up over 1,000 yards on the season in terms of his total uh, uh, yardage on the year. Ten touchdowns on the season and 193 yards in this game, including three touchdowns on eight receptions, the biggest individual performance on a day when Sammy Akem was not there. We don't know what you know when or if Sammy Akem's coming back. Samari Torrey stood up, and especially on two long pass plays in the scene, which we'll hear about in a little bit, was an absolute monster today, or on Saturday. First 1,000-yard season by Grizz receiver since Jamal Jones did it in 2015. First 10-touchdown season uh, by a wide receiver since Ellis Henderson did it in 2014. Uh, so both enormous numbers. I think also there's a lot of different ways that we evaluate and kind of benchmark numbers in football, but I think that one time, sometimes it gets a little bit lost comparing benchmark numbers in football between college and pro because they play so many more games in the pros. A thousand yard season in the NFL is great. A thousand yard rushing season in the NFL, great. But that's in a 16 game season. So right. You're having a monster year. We, I mean, he has almost 1,100 yards receiving in 11 games. That's 100 yards a game. That's, I mean, he's top 10 in the country in receiving yards per game. And he's done it by coming on a little bit late. He's got four 100-yard receiving games this season, but back-to-back. And I think that that's where stepping up in the in the absence of Sammy Akim, who did not play for basically the second straight game. He didn't play the last three quarters of the Idaho game. Huge. Samari Torrey is such an interesting character in the, in the the on this Grizz team to me because he's so smooth and he makes it look so effortless. That you know that he's an outstanding player, but when he does things like he did on Saturday, you're like, well, okay, of course he did. Right. And that's, I think, what's the crazy part about it is he makes it look so easy. Well, you asked uh, uh, Jay Hill, the head coach of the Weaver State Wildcats, about that very thing and whether or not there was a new wriggle because it was it was a little stab route, seam route, that he caught the ball on what was about a 10-yard throw in terms of how far the ball traveled in the air and was on a slant back in the middle, looked like Alabama, you know, and right up the seams, and that was it, and he was gone. You asked uh, Jay Hill if that was a new wrinkle, if that's something maybe they hadn't seen before. Nothing that we didn't know was coming. We had the free, we had the free safety cheated right to it. Um, you got to give Torrey credit. I mean, that guy, we know he's a good receiver, and we had basically the corner and the free safety both right there on both those long touchdowns, and he just split us. And... Uh, those are mistakes that you hope don't come up in a game like today, but they did. Well, they certainly did. Speaking of Jay Hill, I mean, this is a guy who 
you said that he was angry. As I've listened to him here, just in the, the tone of it, despondent was more what came to my mind. Uh, this is a guy who is calm, cool, and collected, but is always very strong. Uh, and I say that in the most complimentary way. Uh, here is his opening remark after the game. Take from this what you will. Okay. Uh, we got our butts kicked today. I think that was obvious to everyone. Um, we did everything that uh, that I don't want to say bad teams do, but we did everything you do to lose a game like we do today. And the first two times you punt it, you're, you're, you roll the ball back, and they get great field position. Uh, some of our young DBs got beat a couple times today, which that happens, has happened this year. Usually we've recovered better from it than that. Had a bunch of drives stall out on their side of the field where we just didn't get points, and we should have. Uh, you got to give Montana a ton of credit. They were ready to play today. They were physical. I thought they played a great game. That's the best I've seen them play. Um, and uh, they took it to us, and we got our butts kicked. That's why momentum is important, because you can play better than you did the week before without actually executing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right now, the, no. way, the, the way the Grizzlies are playing, <laughs> what, what, what the Grizzlies... Jeff Choate said this in his press conference today, and we'll, we'll do more of this later on in the week. Somebody asked him, what do you see schematically when you watch Montana? And he said, honestly, it has almost nothing to do with the scheme. He said they just bring the house every single down, but they just play with mass, massive effort. The first two defensive possessions that Montana had, in fact, the second offensive possession that Weber had, they picked up. I think two first downs, and they had a couple plays where they picked up an eight-yard run right up the middle, and then a nice pass play that got them another eight or nine yards. And if you're if you're Weber State, you go, hey, an eight-yard run up the gut between the tackles, that's great. Hey, you know, a first down pass, that's great. They got absolutely annihilated. Jace Lewis, Dante Olson thumping people. Gavin Robertson coming downhill and just laying the wood. And even though they picked up yardage, they got absolute... They, they were told this is the type of game that this is going to be today, and if you're not ready for it, you're in trouble. And they were not. They were not ready for the physicality that Montana brought. And that, my guess would be, the first time that Weber State has had that happen to them. And that's the whole defensive game plan. Coach Houck has talked tongue-in-cheek. It's our voodoo defense. But... They're not trying to run, fit, or out-execute or switch up coverages or anything. It's jailbreak. It is six or seven guys coming at you downhill. If you break, if you if you do get the jailbreak, we got two of the best open field tacklers in the country in Robbie Houck and Josh Sandry. We're banking on those guys making the play. Mm-hmm. We're going to take our lumps on the outside. We know Justin Calhoun's competitive and he can tackle. He's going to give up his catches because we're going to put him on an island. But just don't give up a touchdown because we know no matter what, no matter how close to the end zone you get, that the Grizzlies are just going to party on the pile. What happened? I mean, even the Weaver got in the red zone twice. What happened? Nothing. Bad, bad snap, missed <laughs> field goal. Yep. In, and then they got down to the eight pick. Gavin yep. Robertson, pick. So as long as you don't give up a touchdown, it doesn't matter. That's why the empty calories is the best thing Bobby Houck ever said. They don't care that they're last in the country in pass defense. That's the whole point. Because they know they're going to bring the house every single play, and they're going to wear you out. It's not about, oh, did we execute the way that our run fits work? No. They got the best two run defenders in the league in John, Jace Lewis and Dante Olson. By the way, Jace Lewis is a complete revelation. Mm-hmm. The kid, we knew he was going to be good. I actually put him on my preseason All-Big Sky list. But the last three weeks, he's been as good as Dante Olson, which is insane to say. I mean, he was the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Week this week, and that's two weeks after having 17 tackles against 
Sac State. Yeah. Three sacks against Portland State. He's been playing with his hair on fire. He's been outstanding. But the whole Grizz defense has come together, and I think they've realized the scheme that they're running is to mitigate some of their personnel deficiencies, but also it's to maximize what they do so well, specifically to maximize the guys they do have. You don't have to run crazy run-fit style schematics when you have Dante Olsen because he can play from... He can play seven gaps at once because he can run so well and he can hit so hard. And now that Lewis is on that same page, man, and then if you get past those guys, if those guys do get out of a gap, last year I think you saw Montana get gashed a little bit. But now that Gavin Robertson's playing so much better and that and he has a running mate in Robbie Houck that's always been great against the run, now you can mitigate so much stuff. And to me, I said this on the postgame show, but I think Josh Sanders is the unsung hero of the Montana defense because he's playing this hybrid Sam linebacker, rover, nickel position and sometimes he does have a terrible matchup. Sometimes he's got to guard Jeff Cotton or Michael Dean in the slot. It's not a good matchup for him. But he's also the last line of defense. And he let, all the chaos that happens in between the hashes is because Josh Sandry can man the boundary so well. And I think that's been a key as well. So what I saw, I think that what you said, despondent's the right word for what Jay Hill said. Because Weaver State, I think, has has never... In the in this last three years, this this run of twenty eight Big Sky wins in thirty two games, they haven't gotten punched in the face. They've been the ones. They've been the aggressors. And Montana just straight set the tone physically and eviscerated Weber State. I mean, it was twenty one three, and Weber State had nothing to go to. Yeah, Weber State had not trailed by more than seven points in a football game. Period. Despite playing two FBS opponents this season until Saturday. And once Montana got them down 18, Weber didn't know where to go. They didn't have a card to draw out of the deck. It, it, it was it was basically over because they, they couldn't operate how they operate. I mean, Jay Hill said that we rolled the first two punts back. That's actually not true. The first snap back on the punts. The first snap to, to the punter got all the way there. It was a little bit low, but he flat dropped it. And then the house was coming, and he put it into the middle of section 123 on the east side of Washington Grizzly. It was a net five-yard punt. They gave the Grizzlies the ball, I think, at the 28-yard line, the Weber 28, and they scored immediately, and that was the first of, of Samari Torre's three touchdowns on just a little crossing pattern that was a completely blown coverage. Both guys went with Jerry Louis McGee in motion and Samari Torre going the other way, and it was it was nobody home on that play. That's the other told factor of Samari Torre's great year as well, is the fact that him and Jerry Louis McGee line up on the same side often. Mm. They run route combos often. Jerry Louis McGee, until the last month, had a much higher reputation around the league and around the country. I think it's no coincidence that Samari Torres had back-to-back 150-yard-plus games with Jerry Louis McGee having no catches. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what teamwork is, right? I mean, they, they, Jerry Lou McGee has taken a ton off, a ton of pressure off of Smarty Torres. He certainly has. Uh, but then the second punt was a great punt. They actually banged it all the way out of there. And then it was the third punt that got rolled back and was uh, a, a disaster. They tackled the punter with the football, and the Grizzlies once again a short field and going on to score again. And at that point, it was on. But you certainly understand, you know, if you're looking at this from Jay Hill's perspective where you're sitting there going, this is not even who we are. You asked him, you know, did the crowd have anything to do? He's like, no. I mean, there's nothing. The crowd had nothing to do with us rolling back a punt on a long snap, on a long snapper who we really like, who I was complimentary of, as he said, you know, earlier in the week. On one hand, that's true, right? There's no correlation between however many people are yelling and a guy not doing what he's capable of. But there is a correlation between just the entire atmosphere of the moment and the way a game feels and is going and mistakes that are unnatural for a team to make, making them. 
You know, and that is something that is real uh, and was clearly at play on Saturday. Anyway, the Grizzlies, uh, again, a 35-16 win over the number three team in the nation. Montana is now the number three team in the nation, uh, which <laughs> you'd have told me at the beginning of the year that Montana would be ranked number three 11 weeks into this season. I would not have believed you. And yet here we are, and they absolutely stamped what they are on a, at a national level with that not just win but demolition of Weber State. You know, else had a great, great game on Saturday. The Montana State Bobcats doing what they had to do and the way that they win games. I mean, they just stick. They just stick to what they are, playing a great defense. We're going to talk about them, who they are, and how they got it done at UC Davis. A tough place to play, especially on the night that it was. Right after this, it is the Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Four. We'll talk about the cats here in just a moment. At the Silver Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty beverages, and their urge to have a good time. Whether you're looking for an affordable family meal or a late night game of poker, the Silver Slipper has what you're looking for. Right now, the Silver Slipper is your football headquarters. They have a free shuttle to and from every Grizz home game and. Presumably there's more coming. 56 televisions to watch uh, anything on, any games, whatever. Drink specials every day, full liquor store, Tarantino's Pizzeria, outstanding food there, and the friendliest staff in town. Silver Slipper has all you need to watch your favorite games. Visit thesilverslipperlounge.com for more info or stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets across from Super Walmart on Brooks. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colter Nuanas. Here's some sports news for you. The showdown is set for the 119th rendition of one of the fiercest rivalries in college football, and both Montana and Montana State are in the top 10, in fact, in the top eight of the national polls, entering a rivalry game ripe with playoff implications. The number three Grizz. Well, are they, I said they were sure to move up this morning. They did. They mm-hmm. are now number three after entering the game as number five last week. They beat the number three team in the country, Weaver State, 35-16. Number four, Northern Iowa, lost 38-7 to number eight, South Dakota State. And Montana State moved up two spots after scoring 13 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to post a 27-17 win at UC Davis. The Grizz victory moved UM to 6-1 and one in league play and 9-2 and two overall. Montana, Weaver State, and Sacramento State sit in a three-way tie atop the conference standings with one game to play. Montana has certainly earned a playoff berth for the first time since 2015 with that victory Saturday. And Montana State's now 5-2 and two in league play, 8-3 and three overall. The Bobcats are likely already into the FCS playoff field as well, but a fourth straight win over the Grizz in the battle for the Great Divide Trophy will certainly punch the Bobcats' ticket to the FCS playoffs for a second straight season. And finally, prep football teams will also play for state championships this weekend. Butte hosts Bozeman in Butte on Friday night for the class AA title. 
This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Welcome back to Montana Football Hour, presented by Lithia Ford. Great to be with you. ESPN Radio, across the state on SWX Montana Television. By the way, SWX Tonight, Montana's only 30-minute television show dedicated only to sports in the state of Montana. There's uh, from 10.30 to 11 every evening on SWX. And Coulter and I will be making appearances throughout the week. You got Tuesday? Show. I got Tuesday. I got Wednesday. I got tomorrow. You got, so we're going to be giving tomorrow? you guys okay. the position group breakdowns, not necessarily Cats versus Grizz, but who's got the advantage comparing the two. Each so one, yeah. Who's got better safeties? Who's got better corners? Who's got a better D-line? You're who's doing got offense? a better quarterback? Well, it depends which of the seven we're talking about. You know, <laughs> that's what... <laughs> that's what. It, uh, no, we're going to have some fun. It'll be fun to do that, and it's it's a really cool show. They do a great job of it, especially this time of year, keeping up with all the goings-ons in the state tournaments from, from football, from volleyball, and, of course, Cat Grizz game. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Saturday, December 7th, Kurtz's 7th annual snow day, one day only, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., Get there. It is the biggest sale of the entire year. Go check it out. If you want to find us on Instagram, do it at 1029 ESPN. And uh, that's the Twitter handle as well. We're always giving away stuff on the social media. Speaking of giveaways, next hour, got a pair of tickets for you to Wednesday night's show at the Top Hat in Missoula, Eve 6. Eve 6 coming to town with uh, Dead American as well as the support act there. But uh, we'll give you a pair of tickets in the show here today. And then also coming up here in about uh, 15 minutes from now, Craig Haley from Stats going to talk to us about the new FCS poll, the top 25 poll, Montana, Montana State, and uh, the Big Sky in general at a national level. Coulter, the Montana State Bobcats, a 27-17 victory at UC Davis, a huge win on the road, one that they they needed, uh, that, that cements their place, that punches their ticket to the postseason. I think huge for Montana State to get that out of the way heading into the rivalry game. I think that you just don't want to have that also potentially on the play. Who knows? They could have been in anyway, but to have that spot in the postseason secured, uh, I think without question secured, I think is a, a huge deal. And to do it at UC Davis, how about this? Jake Mayer, senior day, the preseason all-conference player of the year, probably the best player in the Big Sky last season. I mean, he's the offensive player of the year in the league last year. Had never, ever played a game that he did not throw a touchdown pass in. Guess what? Montana State held Jake Mayer without a touchdown pass in his senior day at home, final home game. You say, which feel bad for the kid. You and I like Jake Mayer a lot. We've talked to him a number of times on this show. So that is a tough way to go out. But wow, the defense that the Cats have played really over the last month. Let's hear quickly from Jeff Choate from the post, uh, uh, post-game press conference of this game. And then we will get into uh, this game in general and where Montana State is at right now. Here you go. You know, clearly a, a, a very impactful and important win for our program on uh, on Saturday evening. Um, just with the magnitude of the contest for UC Davis, with it being senior day, Jake Mayer setting a school record for passing yards in a career, um, the opportunity for them to potentially still make a, get an at-large bid in the playoffs, night game, good crowd, all those things, and for our guys to you know, just kind of fight the way they did and then really truly to finish in the fourth quarter uh, in all three phases. Uh, Tristan was big as far as kicking those field goals. 
defensively, uh, smothering effort in the fourth quarter. And then uh, it was great to get back to a little ground, ground and pound at the end. I mean, you can see teams make it very difficult for us to run the ball, especially early in games because of what we do stylistically. Um, but if we can get this thing in the fourth quarter, you know, those things, those, as we always say, kind of those body blows turn into knockout shots. And so really good win. And uh, now it's on to the Montana Grizzlies. So there you go. Excuse, that, that was uh, from today, actually, but talking about the uh, the UC Davis game. But Coulter, they hold Davis a, a really prolific offense to 17 points. And look, I know you mix in uh, uh, Southern Utah and UC Davis in there, but the last four Northern games, uh, what did I? Yeah, excuse me, UC Northern Davis, Colorado Northern as well. Utah, yeah. But you, you go to the last four games, including North Dakota, which Montana State lost and was a, a, a bad loss, but defensively. They have been lights out now for a month. I mean, we're talking about... They're giving up one touchdown a game and... Shut down. 28 points in four games against the opposing team's offense. And seven of those points came on a wide receiver reverse pass early on in the North Dakota game. Right. And the one of the touchdowns was Southern Utah scoring against... I don't even know if it was their third string. Maybe Montana State's mix of three and fours on the defensive depth chart. And one of them, one of the touchdowns was a tipped at the line, pick six by Northern Colorado. So we're talking about actually touchdown drives manufactured by the opponent's offense. There was two against UC Davis, two, two UC Davis touchdown drives and one North, one Northern Colorado touchdown drive and one North Dakota touchdown drive. That's it. So really, really good defensively. And the thing I think that is, uh, we've talked about the Cats' talent defensively. All year, I think that the number one missing link they've had defensively is not having Munchie Filer. He's their best man-to-man corner. He's allowed he allows them to do so many things defensively. He has not been available at all because of that. Then that makes everything trickle downhill. They have three distinctly different. They play boundary and field corners, so there are two different positions. A lot of teams play left and right. A lot of teams switch. A lot of teams like just have a guy follow the best receiver. You're a number one corner, number two corner. They do boundary and field, so it's a completely different in their defense. What the responsibilities are, are different, and then they also have a distinctly different responsibility for the nickel. Well, when Munchie Filer's out now, Tyrell Thomas has to play the boundary instead of the field, which is makes him a good but not elite player. He's an elite boundary player, not an elite field player. And on down the line, Damian Washington, who's the nickel guy, now he's got to play manned up and he can play a lot of zone and he can support in the run but he's not he doesn't run tremendously well so having him as your number two guy okay it's just, it's just a notch down and so then they've had to go with Tyree Gibson a freshman Eric Zambrano a freshman but those guys are starting to turn the corner yeah and I think the thing you can say about Montana State's defense is we know about all the talent three Washington transfers on the defensive line you know Troy Anderson who I know he's hurt but don't look now. He's fifth in the league in sacks and tackles for loss, even though he's playing part-time duty and playing on offense still with one arm, basically. Five straight games with a touchdown and a sack. Five in a row. It's not. It's it's unprecedented. Yes. Like, there's no words to really describe it because he right. it really is unprecedented in modern-day football. You can talk about how they're wearing him out and how he's, I mean, he's playing with basically one arm. I mean, and, every and, time he goes down, it looks like it's just the oh, worst thing in the world to stand up again. He wrenched his shoulder back. Yes. And he was he couldn't even lift his arm. Yes. And he, the, the series after that happened, he came in, got a tackle for loss, got a quarterback pressure, and then if he would have been able to lift his right arm, he would have had, had a pick. Interception, yeah. But exactly. he couldn't lift his right arm. But the, the kid's toughness and athleticism combination is just, it's unbelievable. But all that said, 
Montana State's defense has not played its best game yet. And I think that's where the Bobcats have so much potential now to surge. Because they mm-hmm. already they got their momentum back. They're on a three-game winning streak. They've given up you know, just about seven points per game to opposing offenses when you're talking about the first unit being on the field. And yet they still haven't had that game where Armandre Williams, Troy Anderson, Bryce Sturk, and Derek Marks all go off. Where Jacque Allen and Braden Conkle both go off. They haven't had that game yet. Conkle played his best game on Saturday of this of this uh, season. Braden Conkle looked great yeah. of this season, but he has had by his standards a down year. Hmm. I think a lot of that's just how productive Montana State's front seven's been. Now, I mean, when your when your safety is leading you in tackles, if he's not running the alley like Robbie Houck, it's a double edged sword, right? Because that means he's making a lot of plays, but he's also incurring a lot of nine and ten yard gains. Conkle though, if he can peak, which he, I mean. Brandon Conkle's played the best of any Bobcat in the last three Catcos games, save maybe Troy Anderson. I mean, Brandon Conkle has played his probably, I would say, the two best games of his career and three of the five best games of his career have been in Catcos. So he has a real chance to peak. But I thought Montana State, you know, the other point I think that's worth making is in the FCS where losses are almost inevitable, when you're a team with high-level expectations coming into a season and then those expectations get dampered because you're not living up to them, sometimes you can fade. And I think when you look at seasons retrospectively, a lot of times then you look at a team and you say, like right now, Montana State has a, th- that's Montana State's best win this season against UC Davis. Right, yeah. But it's a 5-6 and six team. It's not a win over an 8-3 and three SEMO team. Mm-hmm. On paper, the win over the number 14 team in the country in this week's poll in Southeast Missouri State, you beat them by 17 on your home field, and then now they're an 8-3 and three team. That win looks better. UC Davis is better than SEMO. Straight up. Yeah. But they just don't not have a better season. Right. And I think that's worth noting. Like, sometimes wins and losses get demeaned because of the way things fizzle. It's just kind of like people have tried to take away from Montana State's wins against the Grizz last couple years. Well, you know, they just beat a 6-5 and five Grizz team. Oh, you know, they just beat a team that didn't make the playoffs. Well, no, they kept that team out of the playoffs. Right. Right. It's a good win. Montana, like, faded down the stretch. It doesn't mean they weren't a great team last year. They were a disappointing team. So well, I think you got to give credit where credit's due. That was a great win by Montana State to go on the road, close the game out, and set themselves up for what should be a great matchup on Saturday. It absolutely was. Two-Tail Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We're in the middle of the Montana football hour on a Monday. And let's be honest, it's really the Montana football show this week when we uh, go through everything that we got. And we got a ton of guests coming up uh, this week. Excited to have Ty Gregorak in studio uh, this week. Excited to have Jordy Tripp in studio this week. We got a bunch of other guests that we are working on uh, sorting out just scheduling and stuff like that. And again, Friday, Coulter and I will be in Bozeman at the Universal Athletic in the Montana Football Hall of Fame broadcasting this show live from 4 to 6 uh, from uh, from from ground zero, as it were, in uh, in the city of Bozeman. Always love getting over there and uh, and spending some time, spending a great weekend. I look, for the, I look forward to this weekend. Uh, well, for me, it's every two years, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, when it's in Missoula, okay, it's, you know, it's fine. But when you get to go, you know, on the road and be out and I get to, uh, you know, Dad's gone wild. I get to have my favorite chicken sandwich and all that stuff. Oh, it makes buddy. me pretty dang oh, happy. Buddy. So, how uh, many times are you going to eat there? Eleven. <laughs> Probably breakfast, lunch, and dinner three days in a row. And they get to go before you leave town. I know you're gonna. <laughs> it's too good to be true. Okay, uh, Coulter. Couple things though. More out of this game. Tucker Roving, seventeen of twenty-five. Look, man, I've I I have laid my heart bare before the world on what I think is the best way for Montana State to handle their offense and what it is. And it is not having Tucker Rovick throw the ball 25 to 30 times a game. 
However, at this point, this is what he does. I mean, this they're throwing the ball regularly. I mean, Tucker Rovig as a quarterback sitting back there and passing the football, that, that, is, that is half of the plays of this offense. And, uh, and 17 of 25 for 217 yards, no interceptions, no touchdowns, no interceptions, is a, is a decent day. Uh, I mean, it was his best day as a Bobcat. Kevin Choate said so. Kevin Cass has seven receptions for 135 yards. I mean, that's a monster day for any wide receiver. Outstanding for that, him in this game. That was the single most surprising thing in this game. Isaiah King is a first-team All-League Big Sky Conference corner, and he just looked completely overmatched by Kevin Cass's. Travis Johnson, by the way, was very, very good in this game as well. Had three receptions for 61 yards, in addition to six rushes for 93 yards. Did have the 75 yard where he just broke off, found a hole, and t- it looked like he was spinning circles, and then all of a sudden found a gap and took off. He was uh, he was absolutely outstanding in this game. Uh, the other big factor, though, Isaiah Afonso returning. 10 rushes, 77 yards. His longest was 21, which means he was regularly dialing up 5, 6, 10, 11-yard runs on this day. Didn't get a ton of work, but what he he's just a different dude, man, as a running back from everybody else. And great as Lane Sumner, Logan Jones, those guys have been released. Relief Isaiah Fonse is their best running back who isn't Troy Anderson. And if he is now healthy and back, that is an element that is, is monstrous to me for this Montana State team and what they could absolutely bring to the table. All right, it's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. It is the Montana Football Hour. We're going to be joined right after this by Craig Haley from Stats FCS. Craig Haley uh, writes for Stats, covers the FCS nationally, and obviously the game this weekend going to have major national implications. So we will get to uh, him and hear his thoughts about Montana, Montana State, and the Big Sky Conference in general. Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford. Ford of Missoula. Lithia Ford right now gets 0% for 72 months on the 2019 Ford F-150. The Ford F-150 makes tough tasks look easy, whether it's on the job or heading out on a weekend of recreation. Check out the all-new Ranger as well. It's tested under more extreme conditions than you will likely ever encounter, so set a date for your next adventure. Your Ranger is ready to get you there. Lithia Ford across from Super Walmart on Brooks has a huge inventory of new and used cars and trucks. Visit LithiaFordMissoula.com for more information. Search new and and used inventory, financing specials, and get yourself in a Lithia Ford today. Lithia Ford is an official sponsor of the Montana Grizzlies and to tell Nuana's Montana Football Hour. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV full line. We welcome in. 
aforementioned senior editor of Stats FCS, Craig Haley, joining us. Craig, thanks so much for being with us. How are you today? Doing real well, Ryan. Thanks for having me on with, with you and Coulter. Well, we're certainly happy to have you on, and I'll bet you are doing well because Deg Nabbit, it's the greatest time of year right <laughs> here. Am I right? I mean, we're 11 weeks in to a 12-week regular season, and let's, uh, we want to start you know, here in Montana. It's the biggest game of the year, the Cat-Grizz game coming up, and both these teams in the top 10 and the top 8, in fact, Montana 3 and Montana State at 8. When you've looked out at the progression of this season for these two teams in particular and their sort of ascendancy uh, into to the top 10 and and uh, and even you know into the top eight now what is your perspective in general from a national level on on the cats and grizz well they've, they've certainly earned their spots where they're at i mean montana three and and montana state eight i mean these are just two power programs and you, you do have to love the momentum that they have coming into this matchup i, I would have thought you know montana would be the pick all along, you know, just the way their season has, has you know, been. And, and But I tell you, the way Montana State handled business on the road last week and, you know, ha- had some passing to go with that strong running attack, I, I I just look at this as a toss-up again. I mean, especially, you know, with the Bobcats at home. So I, I just think the national perspective is, you know, they're just two power programs and, and you know, the big sky is just – you know, just running wild with, with terrific teams. It's been interesting since the playoff bracket expanded to 24 teams because when the Big Sky expanded in 2012, I think one of the number one goals was to get four, uh, as many as four, and sometimes even five teams into the playoffs. Well, it's only been three times that four teams have gotten into the playoffs. And last year was the first time where three teams actually got seeds. Uh, and I think that the expansion of the playoffs coinciding with the expansion of the Big Sky has not necessarily gone as as well as the league has planned until now. And I've talked with coaches around the league about this, and they've often said, well, sometimes when Southern Utah is your best team, people think the league is down because they just don't know as much about Southern Utah. Now that Montana Montana State are two of the premier teams in the league, you also had UC Davis make a splash last year, but they have some national reputes just because of Dan Hawkins and being a you know almost 40,000-person school. And Jay Hill, what he's done at Weaver State, it's tried and true now but in your eyes craig what has been the key to the big sky rising back up to prominence and now having four teams in the top eight well i I think obviously you know the success of of montana through the years and then then you know eastern washington's kind of carried the 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 banner a little bit this this decade for sure and it just raises everybody else's you know level of play and and you know the coaches that they, they bring in and, and, and the facilities. I mean, everybody's just trying to get to a national level. And, and you know, sometimes it's it's forgotten because, you know, you'll have a program like, like North Dakota State that's, you know, winning championships year in and year out. That kind of, you know, a year like last year, when you have three teams from one conference get to the quarterfinals and, and have a national runner-up, that would be embraced by Every conference out out there, mm-hmm. it, it just happens to come at a time where you know you have a dynasty in North Dakota State. So last year should not be understated one bit what what the Big Sky accomplished, and they're setting themselves up here again for that kind of uh, that that kind of postseason. So I, it's just it's all come together. You have tremendous teams, and with thirteen te- you know programs, you're always going to have five or six that are really at a, at a high level on, on, you know, across the nation. 
Craig, you're one of the facilitators, the facilitator of the Stats FCS Weekly Top 25 poll, and your headline on your release today, Big Sky, CAA, and Missouri Valley lead the way. When you look at the poll, you got four from the Big Sky in the top eight. You got four from the Missouri Valley in the top ten. You got two more from the CAA in the top ten, and then a couple more in the top 20, 25. So the three power leagues in the FCS are really well represented, and the teams I think a lot of people thought were going to do well have done well. The fact that there is such a top-heavy, is that a good thing for the FCS? Well, you're right. I mean, everybody wants to, you know, have hope that they they can go far in, in, the, in the playoffs, but it, it usually does come down to the, you know, group of like six to eight that, that have a realistic shot to, you know, be a semifinalist or, or make it to Frisco. I, I think, you know, a small conference, like say the, the Pioneer Football League, San Diego, to win two tw- twice now in the first round over big sky teams, that mm-hmm. makes their season. Mm-hmm. They don't have to, you know, keep winning in the playoffs. And, and you know, a, a school like Duquesne last year out of, out of the North, Northeast, they won there for the first time in the playoffs. That does make a season. So, yes, I mean, you want it spread out a little bit, have some parity, but I, I do think, you know, ultimately people realize the power conferences are, are you know, always going to, you know, have the, the the best chance to go far in, in the postseason. And, and this year, I mean, you know, if you have the top ten teams, it's likely that they could have, you know, all eight seeds coming from those conferences. It, it's hard to make a case going into this weekend for anybody else outside those conferences to to have a seed. Greg Haley joining us. He's the senior editor for Stats FCS. And Greg, I want to talk to you about the seeding. We know the top eight teams get seeds, thereby get buys into the, in the postseason. And we also know that it's it's a committee that actually puts this thing together, just like the FBS as well, where it's not just you know a straight poll thing. But how much do you think that that committee does look at the stats poll? And do you ever get a call here or there to say, hey, you know, you've been covering this all year. Is there some perspective you could lend on some of this? Uh, I, I don't have that much pool that that, that they'll uh, <laughs> they'll rely on me. Well, I don't buy the committee rankings, then, Craig. That's what I say. If you're not consulted, then by God, I mean, what are we doing here? You know. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what. I mean, what what the the national polls have? It's going to reflect more or less in in the information in front of them. It just won't be a straight top twenty five listing. But sure. you're not going to have a, a team that's you know, uh, doesn't deserve to, to be in that large conversation. That's that's really not you know a top twenty five kind of team. Um, I do think that the committee members probably do a better job than people realize because it's always easy to complain. It's always going to come down to the you know five teams for the last say two spots of the at large teams. It's it's always going to be difficult. There's always going to be the people get left out and complain. Hey, we belonged in. I think the committee members are, you know, strapped a little bit by by the parameters that they have to do with, you know, seating regionally. That makes them look bad because people, you know, can get annoyed when when there's kind of an unbalanced, you know, uh, you know, kind of games like say uh, Western Illinois going to Weber a few years ago in the first round when they could have easily been the ninth and tenth best teams in the field. So, uh, I, I think though, yes, I mean they don't use the national polls. But at the same time, the information is very similar. 
I know a lot of it's going to depend on what happens around the rest of the country as well. Obviously, Sacramento State still has a key game against UC Davis. Weber State has has to take care of business, which they presumably will, but you can't ever make a presumption. Who knows? In a rivalry game against Idaho State, I know that you know North Dakota State's heavily favored in their season finale, but they still have to win it. James Madison, same thing. But this Cat-Grizz game, number three versus number eight, to me, I think... The Grizz are probably going to get a seed either way. If they win, they could get as high as the three. I think if the Cats win, they're probably deserving of a seed. And even if they lose, I think they're probably still in the playoff picture. But what do you think, Craig? I mean, what do you think just the ramifications of Saturday's game between Montana and Montana State will be when the playoff bracket comes out? Well, I mean, I think the two teams need to, you know, focus on each other, not worry about the playoffs because, hey, you know, they want to win this game. It's so important. I think what you just said is exactly right, that Montana is going to be a seed, win or lose. I think Montana State is in the field, win or lose. They obviously have to win to probably stay in the mix for a seed. But I don't think they really have to worry about you know any doubt that they're in the playoffs. I mean, there's going to be four teams from the big sky for sure, and those are two, two of the four. So, I, you know, I think it's just a tremendous matchup. Um, it can go either way. I mean, they're both going to just, you know, try and dictate the game and, and, and take it to each other, you know, play aggressive and physical. But, no, I don't think they have to worry about anything when it comes to not making the field at all. Well, Craig, we certainly appreciate your time. It's a fun time of year, and uh, we always look forward to the stats poll when it comes out and probably the definitive poll of the nation at the FCS level. You've been doing a long time. We certainly appreciate that, and, uh, and you join us. We'll do it again soon, okay? Okay, Ryan Coulter, I appreciate it, and enjoy Bozeman this weekend. Will do. It'll be fun for sure this weekend. Craig Haley, Senior Editor, Stats FCS, putting together a poll, and all kinds of other stuff there at, the, at Stats as well, so go check them out. It's you telling Nuwana, one of two ninety ESPN Radio, and this has been the Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford. We'll take a break on the other side. Oh, we got a bunch of stuff to get into. The Paddleheads and the Pioneer League, are they even going to be around after all that with the new name? We'll find out a new Ed New York Times article coming out about that. And we will go through a whole bunch of high school stuff as well. State championship weekend forthcoming as well. Great time of year. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 